Number 36 of the 48 ways, the 48 tools. You get more out of life. You've got to learn to be mitrachek menakavod. What is mitrachek? Means to put distance. Min means from. Hakavod is from honor. Put distance between yourself and honor. Now, what do we mean honor? So let's look at, at the word kavod in Hebrew. It's translated as honor, but literally it means heaviness. Kvedut, which means substance, meaning, effectiveness. So what do you mean? You shouldn't be heavy? That's ridiculous. That's our point. We want to be heavy. We want meaning. We want substance. And what is it that the rabbis are telling you? And this is the way you study in our Talmud. So I always like to give an example to give you an appreciation of forces that get into the act. So now we all daydream. How about living your daydream? Of course, you've got to get some information. You can't just bluff people. But be an imposter. Tell them that you're working on a cure for cancer. Get yourself an office. How about that? Does that sound attractive? Everybody will think that you're great. You don't have to, to worry about uh, graduating with a PhD and making your way, you know. You're not confident you can pull it off. You know, it's a heck of a lot less studying to get enough background that you can impress people <laughs> than to really make it. Yeah. Okay, but you can do it. You see the seductiveness in the idea. Now, is that attractive? Or is there something crazy about it? Is there something crazy in us? Do we want to impress? Sure we do. So what does it mean to put distance between yourself and honor? Don't look for people to give you honor. Be honorable. Don't look for testimonials, uh, recognition, appreciations. Do it for its own sake. Put it a little clearer. If you want to live, you've got to be yourself, not a puppet. So the first how is number one is first realize that all men... All human beings are desperate for recognition. We're all striving to be admired, to be respected, to be approved of. All right, number two is that in order to see what happens because of this, make a list of what people seek your admiration for. For wealth, accomplishment, brain, strength, power, and see that they are conflicting. Some people are looking to get recognition for the fact that they are idealistic. And some of them are trying to impress you with the fact that they're cynics. Some people want to impress you with their sophistication. And some people want to impress you with their simplicity. People trying to get you to admire them for contrary things. All right, number three is that appreciate that in our Western society, the most prevalent universal thing that people will try to impress you with if they feel they have a handle on it is success that they are a doctor, that they are a a lawyer, or that they've tried some big cases, whatever it is, it will come out. It's very difficult to believe that you're going to meet a man who's had a tremendous success and you're not going to find out about it within the period. I mean, if you have an extensive exposure to him, it's going to come up in the conversation. All right, the number four is, let's see how human beings go about getting this recognition. There's the simple man would boast. I'm, I beat up ten men, you know. I'm, that's a simple man. He's obvious. He's shallow. I remember a fellow at university, when he talked to you, he always talked to you this way. You know, you're standing here, you talk this way. You know why? Somebody told him he had a Barrymore profile. 
Barrymore. You guys don't remember Barrymore. Barrymore. Was <laughs> <laughs> supposed to be a very handsome guy, and somebody told me he had a Barrymore profile. So when he talked to you, he wouldn't look at you, so that you can see his profile. You understand? Now he didn't realize, but he was he was a laughing stock. Yeah. B is that realize that we're all into this ridiculous thing, and that ridiculous thing is that. If you catch yourself, whatever you're proud of, you'll see it comes up in conversation. That reminds me about the trip I took to the Himalayas. Yeah? What reminds him? We're, we're climbing a little hill. Yeah? <laughs> you understand? It gets into the conversation somehow. Okay, so number five is that look, in as much as we appreciate that we're wonderful, every one of us should look for his syndrome. See, we don't realize when we have a Barrymore profile that this is what we're doing. Yeah? So you should find your syndrome that you're boasting, that you're letting people know, that you're seeking other people's admiration. So B of this is make a list of what your virtues are. What are you proud of underneath it all? What are you proud of? The fact that you uh, ran a newspaper, that you left college, that you've taken a trip to uh, to India, that you're a philosopher, you have a keen mind, that, that you're strong. Make a list of what you feel makes you important. And see if this is, try to track down how many people know about this. Yeah? How many people that you've had an exposure for more than, uh, than uh, a couple of hours have gotten this information, and how did they get it? <laughs> how was it discovered? Okay, number six of this is, so how do we get rid of it? So A of this is that focus on why do you want to do it? Why do you want to impress people? What's the difference? What they think of you? What's the difference whether he knows you're in the Himalayas or that you're working for your PhD or that you're an idealist or that you're a cynic? Why do you want people to know? So B of this is realize that you're saying you want to say I'm really something. I impressed this guy. So C is define what is it that you're really. You want his reassurance that you're really something. So what are you really? You're really lacking in self-confidence. You really don't respect yourself. Like this cancer specialist, yeah? What did he convince people? He convinced himself that he's a real fraud. D of this is realize that if you convince people that you were the greatest man in the world, if you could convince them that you're ultimately respectful and worthy and meaningful, etc., etc., you have not convinced yourself, unless you've gone nuts. All right, number seven of this is appreciate. We want to be heavy. We don't want people to tell us we're heavy. We want to be meaningful, accomplishment, fulfillment. We don't want people to reassure us. We don't want the illusion. We feel like having the illusion, yeah? The illusion is, takes off that drive for a moment. We say, ah, into dreamland, yeah? All right, so take it one step further, and eight is that the most efficient way is realize that if you were really okay, if you really did something that counted in your eyes, you don't ask people to reassure you. You're okay. You're walking strength. Number nine is that understand how this seeking other people's approval harms you. You're going for fool's gold. You know what fool's gold is? It glitters. It's yellow. But you can't use it. It's just keeping you from doing the work. 
B of this is that if you understand this, yeah, that that's what harms you, so make your decisions. What do you think is heavy? And put the effort into getting there. Don't give up and trying to buy your self-respect by impressing other people. Decide what is heavy. You want to be something, yeah? Decide what it is. Go out and do it. The people who really feel that they're, they've, they've done something, they can walk very incognito. They don't need to brag. Like the Beatles. You know? <laughs> they've made it so much in their field, you know. They don't have to, to tell you who I am. Yeah. Okay, so the basis of it all is a conflict between the body and the soul. The soul wants meaning. The body is satisfied with an illusion. The soul says, I want to be happy. I want meaning. The soul is for eternity. You see, the body is for the moment. Let's have an illusion. <laughs> Let's get drunk. soul is willing to take any pain, chooses what's good, appreciates what it has. Yeah? The body is into all these illusions, delusions, comfort, quitting, like that. All mistakes come from this dualism that is in man. And that's why we feel disgusted with ourselves if we sat there two hours boasting and impressing people and they say, yeah, yeah, wow, mm. Then we leave them and we say, Because for the moment, the body says, look how important we are. But you know, <laughs> you haven't done nothing. Yeah. You know this is a dream. The real human being is a soul. But we, we get lost. We make a mistake. We enter into body. We ask somebody, you're living to eat or you're eating to live? There isn't a human being around who'll tell you seriously without trying to fight, yeah, uh, I'm living to eat. The point of my life is how many chickens I'll demolish, how many suits I'll have in my wardrobe. No human being can say such a thing. So everybody says, I'm eating to live. So you say, so what are you living for? I haven't thought about that. Because when you ask somebody, who are you, body or soul, he identifies with his soul. But when you ask him how you're acting, he's living like a body. So if you ask someone, and this is the same thing, you ask someone, are you, which would you rather be, happy or rich? Happy. Can you imagine somebody said, I'd rather be a miserable millionaire? And, come on, I'd rather be happy. He said, come on, we'll teach you how to be happy. Tell us happiness is an obligation. Stick around a couple of weeks, we'll teach you how to be happy. You drill it, you know, you got it. He said, I'd love to stay, can't stay. Got to get to the Greek islands. I'll give you $50,000, stay a couple of weeks. Well, of course, I'm here. <laughs> you know, where would he sign up? Yeah. You show the fellow, what, what are you doing? Here you are. You'd rather be happy than rich. And when we offer you money, uh, happiness, uh, what's the matter? The soul wants to be happy. See, it makes sense. The body says, come on, let's get out of here. You know, let's roam. This isn't so comfortable. You got to think. You wave a little money. The body says, well, you know, okay, so we'll think a little bit. You got it? No problem. Stay. I'll work on the happiness game. 50,000 bucks. I can load this place up with eager beavers. <laughs> you know, more than 48 ways. <laughs> right? What do you say, Jeff? The 48 ways by heart. Every assignment. <clears throat> real, real energy. Soul wants meaning. Body wants comfort. Okay, at any rate... Number 10 is, take it a step further, and there's a universal syndrome which is a lot more vicious, a lot more destructive, and that is role-playing. We all play roles. 
Well, you know that there are people who are playing the role of a weary failure. I've struggled with life and I haven't made it. And this is what they project. And this is the way they identify themselves. And this is the way they approach you. They're trying to get acceptance in their niche. I don't want to try to impress you that I'm intelligent, etc. I'm a weary failure. One of these human beings who struggled with life and has been wiped out. There's something courageous about that. Yeah. It implies a, a heck of a lot of struggle. Right? Unless we've come to grips with ourselves, we're projecting something. B of this is, find what you're projecting. First, realize that we play roles in situations. Somebody asks you for directions. So you are the uh, experienced traveler, yeah? <laughs> right? Who will give you the right directions of how to get to the Knesset, right? Just one moment. You get it? Now, if a pretty girl asks you for directions, well, then you're the experienced traveler, gallant, and you will very suavely explain how you get to the Knesset. That's the way it is. Now, we can go through 20 of these roles every day. So C of this is, realize that this way, if you describe how you project yourself, is a way of getting in contact with roles. When you're the tourist who's listening, then you are the admiring needer of help. I mean, you fall into that role. Who's properly thankful and eager to listen to the advice. Yeah. In the back of your mind... You're thinking about this schmobagel who's making a whole program out of giving it to me. (laughs) (laughs) So, D of this is, describe yourself at different times. Of being befuddled, questioning, low energy, because you've gotten yourself into a, a situation and that's blocking you from being yourself. Number 11 is that the Almighty gave us the power of schizophrenia in order to get away from anxieties yeah, that are improper. In other words, you're going into a final, just forget it, I don't care, I'll fail. Because what good of it is it? So you can break with reality, and you don't care, you'll take the final, you do the best you can. Yeah. In Judaism we say, our Father in Heaven gave us this body with its inclinations, and he gave us a Rolls Royce. Yeah. Improperly used, it can... Take you right off the road. You go 150 miles an hour, you know, you can, you can destroy yourself, yeah? So improperly use our sex drive can murder any one of us, yeah? It makes monkeys out of a lot of us, right? But it's, it's a good power. Yeah? Now, what are role-playing for? He gave us this ability, and we fall into it. For a proper use, we misuse it. So B of this is that the rabbis say the proper use of role-playing is chitsonius ma'orepnimius. By acting in a way to awaken the inner realization. Now, what does that mean? What do you think you should be? You think you should be happy? You decide happiness is an obligation? Play the role of a happy man. You got a high school part, you're the happy Joe. You're the guy who enjoys living. Project how, how much you appreciate having hands and feet. And the joy of being alive itself. Just try one at a time. Don't try, you know, when you juggle, don't try 15 balls at one time. Try one. Then play the role of the courageous man who's willing to confront with any confrontation because he wants truth. Go ahead, confront me. <laughs> <laughs> then play the role of the kind person who cares for other people. 
Now, see of this is, the basic difference is that role-playing is whether it's for yourself or to impress other people. The very same thing, if you're trying to deceive someone, to make him believe you're happy, because you don't want him to see that you're suffering because of his bombs, or the girl, you want to pretend to the girl that you don't care that she broke up, right? So you play the role of a happy guy, that will send you into a deep depression, because you pretended. If you're trying to impress someone else, it will backlash on you. If you're trying to impress yourself, to awaken yourself, the inner feelings, you will find it full of vitality. Now, D of this is to appreciate how it works. Really, the soul knows the truth. The body is in the way. You know it's a beautiful life. You know it's pleasurable to be kind underneath it all. You know that it is good to be courageous and to confront with reality. What you define as good, you you want it, yeah? It's just that there is something standing in your way. There's there's this, this body that says, ah, it's a miserable life, yeah? But you know it's not a miserable life. You know it's a wrong syndrome. So act the part gets the body into that role. The criteria is what do you think about life? What is real? What is real? Should you be courageous? Is that the good thing? But I can't. Okay, play the part. You'll see you can. All right, number 12 is, then let's get down a little bit for living. In situations, decide what is right, how to deal with parents, with strangers, with waiting online, with asking for a job. What's the right way of doing things, yeah? Can you see somebody playing the role of an independent guy whose parents are coming down his head? Yeah, they're trying to smash him out. Well, what does he do? His dad, mom, I appreciate that you love me. I know, if he has self-confidence, right? I appreciate you love me. I'm sure that you feel that your criticism is for the best, yeah? And I'd love to use it in the best way possible. So let's reason this out now. What is it really that you're saying? Because I really appreciate you trying to help me, yeah? Okay, now you're worried that if you reason this out, then they really got a couple of points, yeah? Right? Okay, so what does a guy do who really is worried that they got a couple of points? Really, I should be doing more with my life. Yeah. Well, you got to be the courageous. You're not the self-confident, right? So you're the courageous guy and say, look, if there's any way of really upping my level of accomplishment, I'm with you. Let's look for a reasonable solution. You get a lot of power out of it. Okay, number 13 is what should we do when we're being taught wisdom? about life, about meaning, about the fact of role-playing. You should decide what it is that you should be doing and act that way. Fascinated. Are you fascinated? Kaha, kaha. (laughs) Rob, are you fascinated? You're thinking about somewhere where you want to be. Are you eager to see some truth and find a way of changing, of getting yourself out of where you're locked into? Yes, I'm eager. Yeah? Or are you scared? <laughs> Define what you should be. Take up the role. Play it to the hilt. All right, number 14. Define the role of a happy man, of a man who accepts pain. How do you act? Yeah? Play the part for a day, for two days, etc. Number 15 is that Jewish consciousness says always give you know, you're supposed to give charity. Yeah, You people accept that. That's a Jewish concept, charity. Remember, the rest of your lives, give 10% of whatever you make. That's the minimum. Yeah, 
Now, Jewish consciousness says give charity anonymously. Don't look for the plaques, the testimonials. Do you understand the power of that? That will enable you to use your money for good causes rather than buying testimonials. What are you doing it for recognition? You want to accomplish. You've got an accomplishment. You invested in the future of mankind, in the future of society, and building a hospital, whatever you think is important. But if he's interested in recognition, I don't have a chance of talking to him. Because I'm not the government, I'm not establishment. The best plan in the world, you can't get in, unless a guy is looking for a proper investment. For these heavy givers, there's people who give millions of dollars to Hadassah, to Hebrew University, to, uh, to playgrounds, to tennis courts in Israel. Yeah? Tennis courts in Israel. Now you have 500,000 people who've left Israel in the United States of America alone. Yeah? And that should give you a warning, signal, something's not good. Yeah? What are the solutions? I come along, I'll tell you, I have a solution. I'll show you how it works. You should give a hearing. No, we want to make a tennis court. Because that will get kids to have self-respect. They'll play tennis. One or two of them will get into the international circuit. The state of Israel will have a reputation as producing tennis players. And that will bring Aliyah. <laughs> and it solves all the problems. You know? So be of the sense that in Judaism we say it's not only that, but anything. Don't go for the help. Even to pray in front of the Amud, you know. The Chazan. Relax, be a follower. Because it, it gets you in the wrong syndrome. You want people to recognize you. Forget it. Let somebody else take the limelight. Let him do the speech. Let him be the center of the attraction. What do you want? You want to be important? Want to be important? Do something. Now, be a see of this is that there are rules in Jewish consciousness, in the Shulchan Aruch, instructions for living. There are rules. If there's a man in charge and he says, go up and pray, you've got to go up and pray. Make a speech, you've got to make a speech. Because you've got to, you've got to have an organization that goes. If the man in charge, you tell him no, well, then he can't get a speaker for the evening. Yeah? Make it efficient. Number 16 is, don't do things for other people. This is where we're coming to the crux, and we want to get this in. Don't do things for other people. Don't become a doctor, a lawyer, a Ph.D., visit India or play chicken in the roads of California because I want people to think that I'm brave or that I'm important. You want to be a doctor? For yourself. Not for anyone else. Not for your parents, not for society, not for anyone else. Yeah. You want to, for your own reasons, fine. B of this is that that includes don't play games. That includes don't go to theaters, to museums, because, well, I'm, I was in Paris and I wasn't at the Louvre. I mean, what am I going to tell my friends? Yeah? You like the Louvre, go. You don't like it, don't go. Yeah? Don't ski because everybody's into it. Don't swim because everybody's into it. You like it, do it. You don't like it, don't do it. But it's so hard, you gotta go along with people. Friend, first go along with yourself. You've got to get that independence. See yourselves. They'll think I'm very queer, I don't like skiing. Tell them you like painting. Tell them that it's wrong to go skiing when so many Indians are starving to death. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Be an idealist. <laughs> To see if this is, in order to do this, you got to first inquire in yourself. You know, we accept so many things we want to do. Do you want to really tour? Or you want to tell people that you were touring? 
Do you really want to go to Romania where they don't speak no English? I mean, is it really interesting? I mean, you got to get in touch with yourself. You really, well, I'm a little worried about it. But then why are you going? Because, well, um, i got to test myself. What are you going to test yourself? I mean, what are you, who are you? What are you? Well, i got guts. Okay. you got to figure it out. you got to see for yourself. Watch out that romantic notion. I will impress the girl back home who said, wow, it takes guts to be in... In Russia, yeah. Number 17 is that, look, everybody knows the experiment. We're all into a little psychology, and everybody knows the experiment where you have two lines. One is a little bigger than the other. And they set up a experiment where you got some, some stooges. The first five guys are stooges, and you have 30 guys, you know, and they say, well, which line is bigger, A or B? John, he says, A. B is the bigger line. But he's, he's set up. Elio, A. Jeff, A. Jeff, A. Roy, A. What does the next guy say? Remember, everybody can see that B is bigger. But if five people, this is an experiment in psychology, the next people, everybody says, A, 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 A. So you appreciate that this goes on within you. Yeah? Watch out. Your opinion's got to be your own. Otherwise, you're really lost. Yeah? So B of this is, get a hold, watch out, your opinions, take note. Take note of society's opinion on every one of the issues that you have an opinion on, like abortion, homosexuality, tolerance. Take note of society's opinion. Know that that's, that's pushing you. That's not five guys saying A, yeah? This is your society saying A, yeah? But you want to be yourself. Make sure that your opinion on these issues, you check it out, are solidly based on your perception. The C of this is beware every time you see him. Beware of the Marlboro Man. (laughs) Every time you see him, watch out. Don't buy a Marlboro, (laughs) you know. You see that this is what's going on, yeah? So beware. Every time you see that sign, I want you to go, ah, they're getting me. (laughs) Let's give a couple of the whys. So number one in the why is to realize insanity is catching. If you're locked up in an insane asylum where everybody's watching snakes going by, you come back in six months, you'll give us a guided tour. At first you say, nah, they're crazy, they're crazy. And then you start seeing things move, yeah? And in six months, if you're all alone, you're one of them. Insanity is catching. So if people keep telling you that you're a great philosopher or you're... It might be you've solicited this information from them, yeah? But they can convince you you're a fraud. They'll convince you that you're okay, yeah? Insanity is contagious. Stay away from it. Three of this is that we all want meaning, accomplishment. We all want to succeed. We want greatness. You know we want greatness. What robs us of it is that we take the fool's goal Acceptance. Don't look for acceptance. Don't look for honors. Don't look for recognition. Can you imagine multimillionaires, how much greatness they can buy if they kept their eye on reality, on really buying something worthwhile instead of an honor, an honorary degree. Now you're a Ph.D., yeah? You're a Ph.D. of Harvard philosophy or mathematics. Don't buy nonsense. By greatness. 
Right, I'd like to, to say a deep appreciation is that the rabbis say in the Zohar, the Zohar is the Kabbalah, but the Zohar says that anybody who does a mitzvah, who does a positive, a good deed, and he takes pride in it, he boasts about it, he's lost his good deed. You know? Now I want to show you the meaningfulness of it. If you've helped a family in distress, a woman and children who don't have any anybody to help them, and you've set them on their road to rehabilitation, as soon as you start boasting about it, then you've used a beautiful thing for self-aggrandizement. Look what I've done. <coughs> then you're a panderer of yourself, and you've not done a beautiful thing. Does that make sense? If you do it for yourself, you did a beautiful thing for the rest of your life. That's where you are. If you pander, you say, you know who I am, this is what I did. I helped this guy, I saved this guy's life. Then you're using a beautiful thing to get people to approve of you. You've lost the meaning of a beautiful thing. Powerful. Zohar. All right, now an assignment. My friends, an assignment. So, first, number one is describe a few of the roles that you play. During the day, the simple role. A few times somebody gives you directions or he asks you directions, you know, get the feel of it. Step number two is describe yourself. What do you think of yourself? Weary, intelligent, courageous. See how you project this. That's B of that. Yeah. Now, third step should be describe what you should be and play the role for an hour. One aspect of it, a happy man. A man who loves humanity, a kind person, a courageous man. For one hour, try to live that role for a whole hour, sustain it. See the positive vitality of proper role play. That's Watch Out for Arms. You have been listening to Voices from Jerusalem. For a complete listing of our cassettes, see our web store at aish.com. For a free cassette catalog, email us at voices at aish.com. Or call toll-free in the U.S., 1-800-VOICES-3. Our main office is at 1 Western Wall Plaza, Jerusalem, Israel. Shalom from Jerusalem. Jerusalem.